Hi, this is Nora. And this is Whitney. And this is Hysterical, Hysterical Women. Women. The podcast that no one asked for about our thoughts about gender in our society. Each week we're going to dissect events macro and micro to determine if we think this week was a win or a loss for, for feminism. feminism. <laughs> so, Nora, how are you today? I'm good. We've really spent a lot of the day together. I know, it's literally crazy. Are we going to have anything left to talk about? Um, no. It's hard to say. We're going to have to split ways after this. Okay, forever. <sighs> well, I guess we might jump into it then. Let's just jump in. Okay. Um, should we start with some questions? Okay, sure. Um, so this part of the se- <laughs> this segment... Um, <laughs> she's listened to a lot of podcasts, but have she ever gotten behind the microphone? No, no, no. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh this segment uh segment the, that's the word segment 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 um concept is uh the questions that you wish someone had asked you this week uh, you know what i mean like it's like if you are in a group setting or you're on like probably a date or something and have you ever been with someone who's like they're asking questions and you're like i feel like you're only asking this because you want to answer it yourself so we're just asking those questions. Totally. Take okay. away. Take it away the first one. Okay. Take it away the first one. <laughs> you know. Okay. So my first question that I am really hoping you'll then ask me. We'll see. Because I have a really good answer. Um, when did you first realize that you were funny? Um, was there a moment? Was, was there, there a story? Was there a story? Did was you there always know? Were you born knowing? <laughs> you can be honest. This is a safe space. When you have this face, you just know you're going to be funny. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's got a face for physical comedy. Um, if anyone's listening, that's not true. Nora is gorgeous. Look me up online. <laughs> uh, when was I funny? Okay, so I feel like I first knew that I wanted to be like a performer, like to make people laugh and kind of be... Mm-hmm kind of a center of attention um in, in <laughs> she said super humbly um <laughs> was uh in kindergarten we were doing the very hungry caterpillar Ooh. and I as a performance as like yeah it was like inspired by the book uh-huh. um everyone had characters it was adapted it was is that actually an adaptation um the stage for the theater i mean for the kindergarten classroom right for yeah. the theater you get it yeah actually the world is a stage um <laughs> And I really wanted to be the narrator because it like had the, the most, most lines, the most lines, yeah. obviously. And it's like the worst character arc, but the most lines, exactly, which is the most important in kindergarten. And here's the thing: did not get that part. Oh no! But I got the role of the, the very hunger, oh, hungry caterpillar. Oh my gosh! Um, and I, I'm not sure it was like a comedic role, but I do remember people <laughs> laughing. So <laughs> you're like, I love that feeling. <laughs> I was like, more, 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 more. So was it a big role? I mean, or was it like, okay, so I, in high school, I was Hope Harcourt, and the show was kind of about her, but she's not really in it. Who? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Was it a role that everyone's talking about the Hungry Caterpillar, or I like mean, you had a lot of stage time also? I had so much stage time. Oh, it's like the name of the show. Right, right. The show? Someone was reading the book, basically. But it was, yeah, it just got, like, it allowed me to... Um, yeah, do a lot of, like, physical work, mm-hmm. interact, a lot of, like, listening on stage. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um, choosing listening on stage is the hardest part. And then I think it, it came back again was when I played the Cowardly Lion in fifth grade. Ooh, and in Wizard of Oz? Yeah, yeah, and my tail fell off, <gasps> and then I tied it around my waist, and that was also a big hit, so. Oh, heck yeah. It was amazing. I know people loved that. People did. They were like, yeah, genius. Okay. I'll ask you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I've just been waiting for literally anyone to ask me this question. Okay. So you kind of said, too, so, and it inspired me to think of a second one. But the one that I was originally thinking of was this time that I went to my friend's um, house. And she had, first off, I had a big crush on her older brother. And that's important for the story. But um, also, if, if you're out there, <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you know who you are and what you've done <laughs> to my heart. Um no, but they had. They also had a swimming pool, and so I was swimming. And like, you were, know, were you a kid that were, like was down to get into a bathing suit? Yeah, I mean, I th- it was. I, th- I mean, I don't know. I feel like I was. I was pretty young, like yeah. probably before most kids are really that. Aw- I hope that aware of their bodies. Yeah, I, I was probably like six or seven. Sorry, bathing suits just like give me like hives. Like yeah, about, but like I'm excited for summer. Right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, it was fine, but we got out of the pool and 
I put my clothes on over my swimsuit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, probably just pulled my pants on over it or something. But what I didn't realize was that my underwear was, like, still in my pants. It was, like, in the leg of my pants. Because I didn't put my underwear back on. I just pulled the pants off. And we were, so we had been swimming. And then we come inside. And it's, like, me and my friend and my crush. And she, like, I remember we're watching television. And all of a sudden, she, like, points to my leg and shrieks. And she's, like, what is that? (laughs) And I, it seriously, it feels like time stopped moving. (laughs) And I, like, had this moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, my crush is here. And then I realized I had this great one-liner, and I had just, like, picked it up and was like, better put that back before we lose it. <laughs> I shoved it back. So you, tur- you turned into, pick. like, a 1950s dad being like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I remember it was, like, this moment where I realized I was like, oh, if I make fun of myself – then it's not as bad if other people like I can turn people making fun of me into a powerful thing because I can make them laugh first. Totally. Um, so that was like one. And then also, though, your story about the cowardly lion reminded me that when I was in preschool. So I guess this was younger, but I was like four and I was cast as Mary in the uh, live nativity at my <laughs> Am I like uh, Mary ever heard of her? Ever like, heard of her? <laughs> the virgin herself. <laughs> um, it's like Christian preschool. At four? Oh, okay, preschool. Yeah. And it was like everyone else was like a sheep. And they had like this okay. processional where everyone else like came in. Like most people had to be the animals because there's only five leads <laughs> to the nativity story. And one's definitely like a plastic baby. A plastic baby, right. And so, um, and, but I was a little upset that I wasn't the angel. Course. But I think they gave the angel to a man, which like should have learned that lesson then, <laughs> right then and there. Um, but anyway, I was married. So so then it was like my turn. And I don't know if I just had been waiting for a long time, but I just decided to pull faces the entire time. And it's like I got a laugh once and it just I just spiraled out of control. And that Mary was sticking her tongue out and winking and dancing. <laughs> I mean, she's she's a sassy woman. She's a sassy woman who birthed the son of God. And I mean, God was like, yo, that that girl. (laughs) Anyway, doing her best. Anyway, that was my answer. Thank you. I clearly have never read the Bible. (laughs) But thank you also for letting me know about that. Um, Here's a question. Okay. What does like ladylike like the, the idea of being ladylike mean to you and what's the most and least ladylike thing you've done this week? Oh, jeez. Ladylike? <sighs> that makes me want to, like the, th- the first thing that comes to my mind is like being proper. And it just is like, I have this like distaste for it. Um, it's okay if you're just like, yeah, I, I just don't like, like it. That. Sometimes I kind of think that ladylike is like, like oh. it's like like she's like so powerful. Oh, well, that's, that's I, a better, yeah, better definition. Well, I think classically it's like prim and proper. But I think of like the sixteen-year-old who's like having to follow all the rules. Sure, from Cotillion. Bummer. Yeah, and also side note, I never got to go to Cotillion, and I always wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's why I don't like it. <laughs> You're like I just wasn't invited, so I actually was invited, and now I'm not ladylike, so I just. Eat it. I just watched, not just, I've watched many times the episode where Rory Gilmore has a cotillion. Mm, um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of the only experience I have with mm-hmm, cotillion. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess the idea of a lady is like kind of like petticoats mm-hmm. and like, like Southern Belle. But I also kind of think a lady is like the woman with a martini uh-huh. who like is like at the bar alone mm-hmm. and like can handle... Her stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I felt I felt like a lady this week when we were at that dinner meeting, and I was like, I think I, we might have the same moment. And okay, I was like, ahead. I actually have to go, uh, like to have to. Ha- I feel like being a lady is like having a lot of engagements, oh, like wow. a lot of things to go to. Uh huh. Um, and the least lady like is when <laughs> is when I'm making pasta and then just like pinch <laughs> little handfuls of parmesan and like. Into uh, your mouth. Into my mouth like a treat. But it's also kind of like fireworks. <laughs> I don't know. But also it's kind of ladylike. It's it's not. Well, some would argue if they think that yeah, that's too far. I was going to get into like 
cooking and, con- and like what oh. they think about like women cooking. Too far. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> my this obviously goes better to like my version of ladylike. Um, which I don't like. And I like your definition way better. Like, I think I should adopt it. It's, like, not true, but also... But who cares? Reclaim, reclaim. Reclaim, indeed. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say the most ladylike thing that I did was when we were on the phone <laughs> with someone this week. Oh, my God, yes. Well, I don't even remember who it was. I think it was a producer, someone, and they, like, completely, like mansplained something to us something that we really already knew that they just assumed that oh we it was like know. it was like oh you don't actually need that like actually what you do which like wasn't what we do this is so vague this is but very it was vague like, but but it's not interesting but what was interesting is <laughs> was when I, <laughs> he finishes saying it and i go hmm thank you so much for your feedback <laughs> and it <laughs> And then it was just like a hard diversion into and I was a new like, topic. So, uh, what about this? And just like changed it. Um, that feels like the most feminine or ladylike thing that I did because I just like I. There's a part of me that wanted to be like, "Screw you!" and like, "Don't like." I know, I know what I'm doing. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like it was in that moment the easiest thing was to just be like, "Sure, mm. whatever," and then I'll ignore you and make fun of you on my podcast later. But. Um, <laughs> That's probably so. I would say that's the most and the least ladylike thing that I did this week. Yeah, like to him it was the most ladylike, and to me I knew you that, knew that you were just like okay. And we like weren't in the same room, but I'm like she knows exactly how my face is right now. I'm all thank you so much. You also can't see what her face is like, but, but you can okay. hear when I say it that yeah. right. You know yeah. what my face is, right? Listeners, do you know what her face is like? Comment in. Is that what you do? <laughs> do people comment on podcasts? Is anyone listening? Is anyone If anyone's listening? listening, can you tell us? If we're funny, just kidding. We are. We, we have decided that we, we are decided. funny enough for this. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Jump into one of your things. Okay. One of your uh, observations from I, the week. I think I'm going to go macro. You're going to go macro. Well, okay. okay. I think I'm going to start macro as well. Yeah. So I think that's like a safe place to start. It's like big to small. Yeah, 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 yeah. If anyone didn't take Latin, um, sure didn't. Is is that all Latin? My, all my time in French was. Uh, I took French because know. like you got you to go French? to. Yeah. Why don't we know that? Je parle un peu de français. Like I, I really don't take it, but. But you did. But I did. It was because um, I did too, though. I'm surprised we haven't talked about that more, especially because we, we went spent time in France together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was because. Uh, if you took French, you could go to Quebec. No, 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 Montreal for the eighth grade trip. And you got to, Whoa. like, stay in a hotel. But mostly you got to, like, talk to boys. Oh, my um, gosh. And the other ones, you just you went to Boston, which I was like. To, like, speak Spanish? To speak Spanish and Latin. <laughs> okay, that's a stretch. That's kind of like, though, when I was in high school and I quit theater to join yearbook my senior year because the yearbook staff was taking a trip to New York and exactly. they're like if you join and you come you're the only theater person so you can pitch, pick which shows we see exactly. and I was like absolutely um, basically we're the same as what I'm trying to <laughs> goodness okay so macro macro um I just kind of want to talk about the iconic statement of congratulations to these men whoa <laughs> well Issa Rae um Tell me, I don't know a lot about this. Okay, okay. But Os- it sounds like something I hate. Oscars, okay. 2020. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae is presenting with some people, but the iconic moment. Presenting the nominees? The nominees. Okay. She, she's presenting the directors. Okay. And she's like, they name them off. And then she goes, congratulations to these men. <laughs> it might have been those men. I'm sorry if I'm misquoting. But it That's was incredible. like, it was so good. And it felt very much like... Um, the Natalie Portman the na- and yeah, the male exactly nominees yeah. are. Um, and I always love that there's a male con- counterpart next to these women just to be like, who was it this year? I didn't watch it. Uh, Do you remember? I don't remember his name. A man who doesn't matter. No, he, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's, I'm he's sure he's like, he's, like, he's, he's good. Um, <laughs> he's a good man. <laughs> we just forgot about him. Um, and it's because it's I just only took so many notes, you know? Um, and I just... We know that there were a lot of big movies this year that um, had female directors. Yeah. Like, it's not like there was one mm-hmm. and it was bad. Like, 
We got The Farewell. Mm -hmm. We've got Booksmart. We've got Queen and Slim. We've got Little Women. Mm -hmm. I think there's one more that I'm forgetting because my notes are bad. But like, <laughs> but there were options. There were options. There were. And it just feels like, I don't know, I feel like in general, the Oscars nominations were like, like very white and very male mm -hmm. this year in general. Almost like, like every year. Almost like literally every year. Wait, almost like every year? <laughs> wait, it's, uh, so it's like maybe this is nothing new, but... But it's I, unfortunate that it hasn't changed. It's totally unfortunate. And then I started thinking about, like, what movies, what the director movie combinations that were nominated. Mm -hmm. And these movies, besides, like, Parasite in 1917, well, The Joker, 1917, and Parasite are all, like, around two hours. Mm -hmm. uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is two hours and 40 minutes, and The Irishman is three hours and 30 minutes, which is, like... You'll never get that time back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, also, first off, of course you have more time to direct <laughs> if, mm. if it's just a longer movie. Mm -hmm. And who is Hollywood and these execs going to trust with a long movie like that? It has been men. It's been men. And, I, and I, then I was looking, to be fair, Little Women is like, two hours and 14 minutes. Mm -hmm. But the other ones are all like under two hours, around two hours, because that's like mm -hmm. what the digestible like audiences are kind of looking for. And it's these like specialty pieces that then become like critically acclaimed. I don't know. It's just like, it feels like this intolerance of what's a notable story. Okay, I have two thoughts on that. Say. The first one is, I think if you look at the nominees and you, let's take out whoever directed them, but they maybe are all more, I have air quotes, epic films, whatever. But like you're saying, I feel like that comes down to like who's being asked to direct those epic pieces and who um, is given the budget for those pieces. And so when you look at like a, like The Farewell, that, that didn't have the budget of The Irishman or the t like. And so I feel like the problem comes down so much um, at like such an earlier stage even than by the time we get to the nominees because, and then, okay, and then the flip side that I think is problematic is that we're not saying that a woman, or that these these pieces directed by women, which I think, and this is a, I'm, I'm lumping this together, but maybe are more digestible or more uh, approachable to an American audience, that we're saying that that is not critically valuable. I know, and also- And that's, a, and that's just like saying that things that women like are not critically valuable totally it, being a female director I feel like right now you're looking at kind of the one of the biggest oh, like recognitions of film and you are like well there's never been representation mm -hmm. people are making these movies and mm -hmm. they and no one cares well and it's it's like becomes this like incestuous cycle where it's like the people cr giving the money or the people voting or the people who are making like it just is this cycle that they're just feeding each other I don't know I also think it would be it's been really interesting um as we've been you know we have this piece that we took out that has won awards and been very successful and with our next project it still feels like everyone the like most common response we get is people are like oh my gosh I'd love to mentor you and I'm like how much how often does that happen if if there was a man who had the same success that we did would people be ready to write checks faster than they are for us? Yeah. <clears throat> because it feels like for us, people are like, let me, let me give you some guidance. And I'm just like, I just have a hard time believing that that happens when, like, it, if it was our first foray, like, sure. And if it was a man's first foray into making something, but I'm like, we do have a body of work now that we've proven our salt. And so it's like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it happens at all of these these small levels. And even, like, I remember reading this tweet. I oh, shoot. Who was it? I think it was Ava DuVernay who was talking about how she uh, gets upset when people ask her to do, like, mentorship programs because she's like, no, I want to offer someone a job. And that a lot of female directors have come to her and asked, been like, hey, can I shadow you? And she's like, no, direct an episode. Because also I feel like we found that, like, doing – doing the damn thing is going to uh -huh. be so much more it's like it, you're actually doing it yeah, you're actually can't learning just explain how to, you can't read a million books and know how to do something you have to just do it and I think that 
I think that the problem comes down a lot more systemically than just like who's being nominated for the Oscars. It's like who's handing over the keys and who's giving the money and who's giving like green lighting pieces. And why are we only green, not only, but why are we only, I guess, acclaiming these huge monstrosities of pieces? And it's because those are like, I, to be honest, I haven't seen the Irishman. I need to watch it before I vote for the SAG awards, I guess. But like that movie just like really doesn't interest me. And why is like, the fact that it does appeal to all these like old men more valuable than something than the farewell, which was like so exciting to me. Yeah, I don't know. So that's a bummer. That's just a bummer. And but I love the win from the quote of congratulations to all these men. That's where it's just like we see you. And and then I'm kind of I don't know. And then I over on like Instagram and Twitter, I'm just seeing these women be like, you know what? The awards have never been. For us, right? Really, and they're not. They're not, and I'm just like, I want to revel. I want like, what if like no women showed up to the Oscars? That would be insane. That would be. I mean, like, incredible. Would any of the men notice? No, probably not. (laughs) But I'm just like, ugh, I want a huge like revolution. Like you know how when everyone like wore the times that I just Mm -hmm. want. I like. I love like a a cohesive everyone coming together. and but. it seems like like the Times Up movement really did do that, where it like gave women an opportunity to be like, "Hey, we all think this," and I I agree with that. I think it, um, yeah, it sucks though when it's like you're right. These awards, like the movies that win, aren't necessarily my favorites, but those are the things that give credibility to get funding for other yeah. things. So it's and I also hate the phrase snub. Mm. And people are like, "They snubbed Greta Gerwig," and I'm just like. Nah, I just get, <laughs> yeah. I just get mad. But um, okay. Next. So next, um, so this is a tense and dramatic exchange between Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders after the debate this week. Um, I I heard about this because in my my little Planet Fitness elliptical, uh-huh. sometimes the good one is in front of Fox News, which I'm just like, oh, I'm surprised they even have a channel for that. Me in New too. York City. There, there was like a part. There's a time where. It, it was just like fuzzed out, and it was like having this kind of like someone a, like <laughs> unplugged the television. Is like we can't revolt, revolt. I know. I was like, this feels, uh, you know, momentous and kind of <laughs> metaphorical. But um, <laughs> you're seeing the two screens, and they're like just doing different spins on the same story, and it's just like, wow, journalism, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. I love that we've <laughs> capitalized on news. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So this was. Um, so a- after the debate, there was this moment that looked really tense between uh, Warren and Sanders. And what I thought was actually really interesting was that CNN like didn't. So they had walked away from their podiums. The debate had ended. And then you just saw this intense moment and people are like, what was that? And so then CNN went back in and the the two people had not taken off their personal mics. And so CNN, like, I don't know. It's a, to me, it's a little shady because these people didn't know that they were being recorded, but they, and they weren't supposed to be. The, CNN like went in and like kind of hacked the microphone to get the footage or the, the audio from what was actually being said. From Warren and Sanders? Yes. And then synced it up to the video so that you know what was happening. And oh, my God. Yeah, it's, like, a little crazy to me. Um, but Warren can be heard saying, quote, I think you called me a liar on national TV. Sanders said, what? And she said, I think you called me a liar on national TV. And he said, you know, let's not do this right now. If you want to have that discussion, we'll have that discussion. To which Warren replied, any time. And Sanders said, you called me a liar. You told me, all right, let's not do it right now. <laughs> um, but this all comes to a head after in it has been said by Warren that multiple times, I think it's multiple times, but in 2018, um, Sanders told her privately that a woman could not win the presidency. And several, um, there are four sources that have said that they heard him say that that he didn't think that a woman could could win. And since he has denied that, um, and... Yeah, not not a good thing to say, dude. Yeah, but, I, I mean, he's not going to be like, yeah, I said that. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, I'm, gonna, I'm really true. I'm going to do it. I'm going to say it. You're right. You're right. I don't believe in you. <laughs> um, but he did eventually say, uh, anyone who knows me knows that it's incomprehensible that I would think that a woman could not be president in the United States. Go to YouTube today. 
they have some video of me 30 years ago talking about how women could become president of the United States. So I don't know. I mean, neither of them are my top candidate. So I'm not like, but between them, I, I like a woman. So, <laughs> and in this, it does feel very familiar to me for someone to say that and be like, well, women can't do this. And then be like, I never said that. And that I do. So I don't know, but it's interesting to see like how that has, I, there's like, I think the truth probably lies in the middle of whether mm-hmm. or not, cause I'm like, maybe he was saying, I don't think a woman could win. Not well, like a woman won't or shouldn't be president. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? If like he, if he's like, uh, like in 2016, I don't think a woman's going to like, cause, and, and that's the thing that's like so shitty, but also true is that like, I could see a man in a very non-aggressive way being like, this country right now that is like so messed up, I can see there are a lot, there's a lot of sexism and that could work against a woman, which but it that, did, which it did. But I don't think that's, I don't think she would be upset by that. And that's just like such a weird thing to bring up also, and say that he just doesn't think a woman could be president. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, it's also like, where are we pulling from like no contact? Like what was the context of the conversation? Right. We just don't know. Also, I mean, I haven't seen the footage, but interesting that she's like you called me a liar what you call me a liar let's not talk about this and then he's like you you called called me me a liar and i'm just like oh my god yeah no it's very petty but i think it just presidential candidates they're just like they're just like us (laughs) just like us petty in every way no but i think it does just allude i mean in every sense of our country we're just not believing women and there are four sources who have said that they heard him say that and she's saying it and people and he's still denying it and it's it's just a bummer yeah the thing, also to be honest the whole thing with cnn tapping their mics that's insane. that's insane to me like it's, that's it's, it's like let's create like a sensationalized right. and that was another thing it, i i didn't read this but i be, i do believe that he had a quote where he was like look people are trying to find div- divisiveness between us and it's not going to help and I think that might be like, I don't, I don't judge him for saying, let's not talk about this right now. But it was like this, this moment where she went and like shook hands with every other candidate and then denied his handshake and was like, you call me a liar on television. So, and then, yeah, so it's just the whole situation's a little skeevy and a little bummery and just feels very reflective of America's experience with women. Yeah. I mean, the whole democratic race is a little nuts so and it's a like little nuts. gotten so white and <laughs> lots of problems lots of problems just like generally a, um a bunch of problems yeah so that was a bummer that was a bummer that was a bummer yeah um should we go a little more micro should we um should we zoom in zoom in zoom our lens in i used to uh I'm, uh, I used to be a scientist. Um, you still are. That's a title that you should carry with you for the rest of your life. You're right. I majored in neuroscience, so... So you literally are a scientist. So comment anything about the brain <laughs> below. Um, that's how podcasts work, for sure. I actually know how podcasts work. <laughs> I don't. Um, oh, we used to have... What were we talking about? Micro- <laughs> right, 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 right. Microscopes. Um, and Science. we used to have to use them. And But I always would, like... like uh, <laughs> I'm never very good at them. I'm sorry. Are we still talking about zooming in or is this yeah. your thing? No, okay. we're still okay, talking cool. about zooming in. Oh, cool. <laughs> but you know how there's like many different, you know, no, I'm thicknesses not and like convex. Of the lens? Yeah. Of like you have your little goggly thing. Like the viewfinder, let's say. Yeah. But then there's little different lenses. Uh-huh. Like at the, I'm, I'm visual. It's been a while for uh-huh, me. Uh-huh. I'm, it's like the little thing you slide. So there's different, you can zoom in closer. Yes. Okay. Anyway, I would always find a way to like get it, the, like just jammed on top of whatever <laughs> I was supposed to be looking at and like scratching the glass back and forth. <laughs> and I remember just my AP bio teacher just being like, um, why don't you move on to like the next step? <laughs> like, why don't we, uh, keep moving? Here? Yeah. Keep moving. So in, in that similar nature, let's keep moving. Um, you didn't want a story about my high school science experience? Um, couldn't care. Less. All right. Well, I'll save that for next time. That's the question I'll ask you next time for you to ask me. Good. Tell me about your experience with high school science. <laughs> um, so you and I have been talking about stand-up. We're like stand-up comedy. Stand-up comedy. Just standing up. Just, just like stretching our <laughs> Never leg. sitting down. Never sitting down. Um, and we've been talking about stand-up. I love stand-up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I like I fa- I famously loved um, Louis C.K. and my dad used to laugh and laugh and laugh about him. And then he was canceled, which like cancel culture. How do we feel about? But oh, what a what a bummer to share with someone and really love, and then have to be like, we can't talk I about him anymore. Um, so you ruined that for me, Louis. Can I broad question? Yeah. What is your does your dad has he canceled Louis? Yeah. Okay. He has two daughters, so he kind of has to like get on board. So you're both like. That was a bummer thing that we shared. I mean, we're still like, Bang Bang is hilarious, mm. um, which is eating two full, huge meals back to back, like oh, Indian diner. I thought this was a movie. Okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm like, didn't see that one. Cool. <laughs> no, it's more of um, a concept. Uh, yeah, a lifestyle. A lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we think that's, I don't know, there's just so many... So many specials that, anyway. But we've been thinking about stand-up, yeah. and I, I, I'm interested in doing it, but I'm having this, it, it's, like, it's like about writing the content, and it's about is there any like new thoughts in the world? Like everything is mm-hmm. derivative, like mm-hmm. is that too much like that joke? But I think I've figured out the heart of it is that like I'm, I don't know if I've, there's worth in what I say. Like I'm, uh, mm-hmm. like I do a lot of collaborative work, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, together, we um, kind of, like, validate each other, mm-hmm. and then I feel validated in the work that I do, and that this stand-up idea feels like, it's just you, Nora, and, like, yeah. do you have the authority to say it, or, like, are people going to care? And, like, I know that, like, everyone and their brother does stand-up, and so, like, why not? But I, I don't know. It's just a hang-up. I think I've worked through it. Uh-huh. Because I think I'm going to do it. But it's just, I don't know, it's something to think about, and I think it's something pretty ingrained in me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel that really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I feel, because for me, it's, I definitely am in the midst of that at all times in my life where I'm like, does anything I say matter? But this, the sucky thing is, it's like, okay, so we made that video, the music video that we shot in November about uh, white privilege. <laughs> And it's a comedy, whatever. It's a satire. We're not saying there should be any of... Right. <laughs> um, but it's like, it's not... It's one of those things that this this thought of like, is my voice... Ma- does my voice matter? It's not is just... Is my voice matter? Is it matter or is it... Sciencely? Sciencely? <laughs> um, it's not, I don't think. <laughs> but like, it, it's not just in your head that people will like I wish I could be like yeah like it's all in your head your voice does matter but like when I made that video and posted online I got so many terrible dms and comments and like emails and like anonymous all men online literally telling me that my ideas were bad and wrong and invalid and my favorite was this makes my pp want to retract into my body which um is a win for feminism which I'm obsessed with, but um, it's ter- <laughs> It's the worst comment. But it, it, like, I wish I could be like, yeah, that's all in your head. Like, your voice matters. No one's gonna like, like, no just one, go no, out there and just go say out there, girlfriend. And like, and do it's it. not gonna no. be as bad. But like, really, that is true. Or like, unfortunately, when I have done stand up, it's like if I go into a room and there is even like two women in the audience, they'll start laughing, and then men will start laughing. And if I don't, if there's no men, or if there's only men, which happens so much they don't laugh and it's like but if I go into a room of women with the exact same set then the they do laugh and it I think especially in comedy feels very us against them yeah which ideally like we're all all just trying to laugh and have fun trying to laugh Uh, (laughs) (laughs) laughing like burns so many calories let's all just like laugh together more um but yeah but I think that what's nice is I I'm like working through it and feeling like I want to do it despite yeah being which is like, a win. maybe i'm dumb in my head <laughs> well that's the thing i'm not saying you are but i'm also not saying that people won't think you are whitney thinks i'm dumb in the head and that's why i don't ever work with nora <laughs> on any projects um uh, moving in moving on moving in on the microscope <laughs> I wish people could see keep using my, this metaphor my please. little fingers <laughs> pretending to be on a microscope <laughs> it's good do you want me to go or do you want to go? You go. I okay. just talked about me. Okay. So on another micro scale. Um, so my husband, I'm married. Um, that's woo a woo. 
Is that a win or a loss for feminism? We don't know. Uh, a lateral move. <laughs> just a lateral. <laughs> You're right. You're not wrong about that. Um, so my husband and I famously love the Cheesecake Factory. Also, we have to say that famous, for me, famously is from Seek Treatment. Like, I totally stole that. I just stole it from you. Okay, amazing. Thank you, Kat Cohen and Pat <laughs> Um, And so my husband and I love the Cheesecake Factory so much so that... Every once in a while, we will rent a car to drive to New Jersey to just, go to the Cheesecake just, Factory. Guys, just think about this. Um, it's, a, it's the Cheesecake Factory. They're paying money to rent a car to go to New Jersey. Yeah. We, we live in New York. Yeah, sure do. Just have the tax returns to prove that. Think about it. Think about it. Think just think about it. Okay, but I also want to say that this is like a zip car situation. I'm not like renting for a full day. You pay like $7 an hour for okay, a zip car. I'm, I'm, it's not like a huge investment, but it's like fun. I, it's want, like fun I want you to have what you want. I want you to have what you want. Which is Cheesecake Factory. Heck yeah. yeah. So we're driving to the Cheesecake Factory. We're in our car, and um, there's like this gorge sunset and um my husband points to me he's like do you see that sunset and I'm like yeah it's beautiful and he's like it's really pretty because the 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 pinks and the purples are like coming together and I just like almost lost my mind and it was one of those things where I was like (laughs) this is infuriating me so much and I normally my husband is so loving and kind and a huge feminist, but sometimes he does things and it irritates me so much. And I've never had the vocabulary to explain what is so upsetting to me about it. But in this moment I did. And I was like, okay, okay, this is, I feel very frustrated right now that you just did that. And let me explain why. And I was able to say, look, I know that you love the sunset and I also love the sunset But the way that you explained why you love it felt like you were explaining that it was there. And I can also see the sunset, okay? So it was just like the way, like instead of being like, don't you love this, this, and this? It was like he was explaining it to me while I was on the phone. Mm. And so it just felt... And what's crazy is like, you're not colorblind. Like you can see it. I could see it. Like it was right there. And so that was the thing is I was able to be like, okay, I can see it. And you're explaining to me like I can't. And the reason that that like frustrates me so much is this going back to like that um, thing I was saying earlier about like men always assuming that I need help or need explanation or mentorship um, and I don't think he He's was like, I'm going to mentor you through this sunset. This sunset. Baby. <laughs> and it was, but it was honestly turned into this like beautiful conversation where he was like, Oh my gosh, that makes so much sense. He's like, I would have never assumed that. And I would, I would, he's like to him, he's like, I would say the same thing to a man, but, and a man would say that to me and I'd be like, yeah. And not think twice about it. I love this idea of these <laughs> two men <laughs> sitting and being Explaining like, it like, to look each at other. this freaking sunset like the way that the yellow like just goes into the purple it's just like reminds me of my childhood and like you know when like popsicles used to melt into each other. <laughs> that's a world I want to live in for sure um but no it was because he was just like oh I've never realized that happens that people over explain things to you so much that of course when someone does it and you don't need the explaining that's really frustrating and upsetting and like obviously he apologized and he's like I want to make sure I'm not doing that at work. And like when I'm taught, like it, it became a very productive thing where I was able to like finally explain what was so frustrating to me because normally I think what happens is he'll do something like that to super like well meaning, like he's not trying to be annoying. And then he's like, why are you mad? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's really annoying. <laughs> and so like, I feel like in general it was a win. It also always, I feel like happens often when you're hangry. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. And, and I was like, so hangry like I was like saving up all day for Cheesecake Factory <laughs> because when you do it you, you do it big. big you go big that should be there maybe they'll let us maybe they'll sponsor us oh my gosh I really hope oh so. my goodness <gasps> um yeah no I I like that you were able to have that dialogue mm-hmm. um and I think it is interesting to think about I don't know I think about a lot about like what my body is doing in space and my like my much taller boyfriend is like always really conscious about what his body's doing in space Mm. like trying to take not take up so much space and be like an imposition to other Mm. people which I think is 
very nice of him. Um, except when I need him to like throw some elbows and then I'm like, let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, but, but, but yeah, no, but it's about like not only what your body is doing, but also like what you verbally are putting out into it's the like world. It's like where you fit into the world and like what other, like anticipating how other people fit in the world and like trying to not like dominate over that. Or- exactly. And, and I think some people's mindsets and I think, uh, I'll be back next week with the segment on brain chemistry from between men and women, but because um, I don't remember. Uh, but there is like different ways that people view the world, and sometimes it's like I can like put things out there, and other people are like, "What is that person gonna think about what I'm saying?" I mean, it's like a mix mm. of like empathy and like point of view, and kind of. Mm-hmm. I just said uh, some buzzword. <laughs> A lot of words that sounded really smart, smart but I understood very little (laughs) of. Um, So that was a win for me. Yeah, I think that was a win. Yeah, I think the stand-up was a win for me. Yeah, you know what was not a win? What? When I heard the phrase "put a baby in you." Ooh, on TV, on television? Okay, on reality? No, no, you don't watch reality. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a scripted line. Yeah, well, it's worse. Um, okay, here's the thing. It's like like a lot of people said yes to that. (laughs) Yeah, but like the character is supposed to be kind of. It was New Girl. I've been rewatching New Girl, which honestly is a great show. But like that was a bummer. But and that came out in a different time. Time. Yeah, there's there's like some definitely that's less problematic. No, no, there's definitely some problematic things in that show. And also some Less awareness of the problematic parts. Yeah. Yeah. But just the phrase put a baby in you was like, blah, 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 like oh, bad. but I watched for um Jake Johnson's physical comedy. We love. It's perfect. Um, I have one more win. Yes. And this is also on a micro scale. Um, okay, so the other night I went to this thing. It's like a it's called um <laughs> what's it called? Naked Angels, Tuesdays at 9. And what happens, this is the first time I've ever been. Um, they get writers, they get actors. If you are an actor, you can just show up and, like, read someone's script. And it's like, sure, go meet people, act, whatever. I was like, cool. I've, I, it's been on, like, someone told me about it a few years ago, and I just have never been. And they've been doing it for, like, I want to say decades. Like, a, it's been, like, a thing for a long time. Since New York was a city. No, before then. Oh my then, gosh! Yeah. Oh my god! They gosh. started it in England. <laughs> and they brought, and brought it over. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but they um, so, so dumb. So, Keep going. So I've been wanting to go for a long time, but it's just like it's downtown. It starts at nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Like that's just, that's a big commitment for me. But I was already lives on the Upper West Side. Upper Best Side. <laughs> I live in Brooklyn. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, um, so. I, so I was already downtown, so I was like, I'm going to go. And I go to the address, and um, it was, like, this church door. And I'm, like, trying to open it. And someone, I, I just was like, hey, are you looking for naked angels? And I was like, yes, I am. And she was like, come with me. And it was this incredible woman named Erica. And she was shout like. Shout out to Erica. Shout out to Erica. Seriously, I, like, I, anyway. She was like, <laughs> this is how it works. It's a little crazy. I'm going to walk you through it. And because what what you do is there are way more actors than they are actually needing. And so all of the act, it's so nuts. I, this, I'm like, there's a series living in this idea somewhere. You're like, England, why did you set it up like this? <laughs> why did you send this to us? <laughs> the queen was like, this is how it should shall be. This is what we'll do. <laughs> that was, that that was, was a great, great. <laughs> the accent we chose for the queen of england that's i don't think maybe that far off we actually are very good at accent (laughs) keep going keep going um so all of the actors go on to um the stage and heard of it ever heard of a stage it's in a theater all the actors go stand on the stage and there are these two people who run the event and they're like the casting directors and they just walk around and hand out scripts to people and they don't say why they don't like and they it is like a casting process but it's so bizarre and like this girl erica is like this is really weird it gets kind of and i was like is this competitive she's like it shouldn't be but like actors or like she's like people have been pushed off the stage (laughs) (laughs) but just like it it becomes this like heightened thing where people are like everyone's going because they just want to act for the night with no stakes and so it became it becomes this like actors will love to just act, 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 act. They're just like, any opportunity, like, please, 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 please. I'm speaking as an actor. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's why I went. Like, I was like, this sounds fun. I, I want to act um, with no stakes. <laughs> um, and so 
they anyway so they just walk around and pick people and she's like it gets a little like catty because it becomes competitive and you also she's like i'm gonna introduce you to the people who cast it because she's like that's how they whatever erica erica Erica, Erica, she was incredible she saved me a seat she was like she is friends with the casting people she got picked very quickly and she's like i'm gonna go like read my script just keep meeting people. She's like, I'm going to go now. She's like, I have been chosen. No, she she was like so nice about it. And then um, I I did get chosen. Oh my gosh. I know. Um, I was chosen to read the stage directions um, for someone's piece. It's kind of the narrator. It's like the narrator. The oh my show. gosh, you're right. Um, it, no, but it was, it, and so I was re- walking out to like look at the, the scene or whatever. And she's like, did you get picked? And I was like, yeah, the narrator. She's like, that's how it starts. Like way to go. Like she was so nice and so supportive and like guided me through this process and like sat next to me the whole time. Really? And, like, Is this a woman supporting another woman? No, but, like really? Yeah. And she had no reason. To, like she got nothing out of, like she was just so kind and friendly and I became her friend. And unfortunately, I, okay. So I deleted the social media apps off my phone. So I was like, can you add me or can I? So I gave her my card. I don't know her last name and I haven't been on social media. So I don't know if she did end up finding me. Erica, if you're Erica, out there, comment please. below. <laughs> <laughs> but I seriously was like, that is such a win for feminism because there really were a lot of, there was a lot of emotions in this and a, like no one else was trying to make friends. Everyone was just there in a very self-serving way. And I thought that was really awesome that she did that for me. And I, I think it'll come back to her. I think it's a win for me too because- it makes me feel really happy. Yeah. I'm like, maybe there's an Erica out there for me. Wait, I'm your Erica. You are. You are. And Erica's my Erica, but also you're my Erica. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has turned off the podcast. And they're like, this is disgusting. Oh, wait, you thought they were still listening? Oh, yeah, no. It was like back yeah. when I was doing my, my microscope. <laughs> um, so what do we think, Whit? Win or loss? Um, I feel like on a, on a global scale, kind of a loss. But I feel like these... These one-on-one moments feel like a win, and in my opinion, that's where we have to start making change. Heck yeah! I also think that in like the hearts. First off, I'm not. I think that the female director should be mad, but also at that point, you're like, actually, I made an incredible film. Yeah. Like Greta, if you're listening, <laughs> I loved your movie. We loved it, and I love so many of those movies. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, that's where it starts. Yeah. You know what? Like and the fact, I mean, I, I've not been that familiar with like coverage, but I, it feels like it has to be gratifying in some way to at least know that people are talking about it and saying, and are very mad. Like there's a mad. podcast when it's one girl is just going off on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, not that that's a, yeah, I still think it's a, it's a loss, but I think I do believe in my heart of hearts that we're moving in the right direction. Also Nighthawk, which is a really great um, theater in, my hometown, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Oh my god! Ugh. Stop! It's I'm actually kidding. so cool. Oh my gosh! I know. I used to live there. Um, I just had to glow up. Uh. She just she gets married and she thinks that she can just say things like that to me. <laughs> You're right. I got married way after I left Brooklyn. Um, but but uh, they're doing all of February. They're screening like a bunch of the movies that kind of got snubbed. So a word you love. A word I love. Um, and so I'm very excited to go see those. Mm-hmm. And so you can have like brunch there mm-hmm. while you watch a movie. Is there anything better? No. That's incredible. Uh, yeah, and that's in Brooklyn. So actually, you cannot come. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's on a weekend, then like the train isn't going there anyway. So I'm just saying. Anyway, we have to go fight. Um, <laughs> but okay. So are we? We're saying macro loss, micro win. Win. You know, because it's that. It's. It's, it's that simple. It's actually very simple. And only simple. our experiences are what determine. What's, cra- what's crazy is we're the only one experiencing anything in the world. That's sarcasm. Yeah, I would say overall a win. And I, I want to see some crazy shit at the Oscars. Yeah. I want to see some people say some nutso stuff. Yeah. And be like, and here's... You know, whatever they want to say, I'm not going to do a line reading. They don't what give they them a line say. reading. Don't give them a line reading what they just say. Um, Whitney, who is a like female or female identifying artist that you are feeling good about these days? Feeling Gucci about? Okay, um, this is a a new band that I love um, that my husband has turned me on to. It is called Choir Girl, 
and it is comprised of some really badass ladies. And one of the ladies just had a baby, which I also think is really badass. That she's just like, I don't know. They just have this like incredible thing going. And um, I love their music. And that's who I want to highlight this week. Choir, choir girl, choir girls, choir girl, choir girl. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a kind of folky indie vibe, which I love. And beautiful harmonies, beautiful voices. I love. My artist really needs a plug because no one's listening. Um, her name's Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I was re- ever heard of her? <laughs> ever heard of her? Look Everyone, her up. Everyone's like, yes, goodbye. Um, but sh- uh, I don't know. I was she's re- so royal. She's <sighs> that was her song, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I was just re reminded of her and specifically of a time in my life when I just like really needed like to be listening to her that yeah. second album that's like green and green. Is that green light? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just like really feeling it and like thinking back to when, a time when I used to get up at like 6.30 in the morning to go work at this restaurant and just like blare Lord as yeah. I was like getting on the coffee together. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's such a different time, but also a good, a beautiful a, time. A beautiful time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other artist I'd like to mention. Oh, you're giving two? Greedy. Well, no. Wow. It, it's, this one's small. I don't think she would like identify herself as an artist, but my aunt uh-huh. um, has, tr- has turned into the, a comedian because, okay, um, a little backstory. <laughs> I, went, I went to see um, the Big Apple Circus last night. Incredible. Which was amazing. Um, wow. Lincoln, that Lincoln Center does that is crazy. But anyway, Big Circus. Um, they had like, they had cat, trained cats. Which what? is like a cat does not like a house cat a house cat like Get climbing cutie. on things jumping on things getting a lot of treats which I was like that makes sense um, anyway posted a little thing about it and then my aunt comments and she says what in the world wide web <laughs> I don't know you love that and it was so fun. it was so out of character uh-huh. I love when people surprise you and yeah. you're just like what you're like yeah what in the world wide web yeah also who says what in the World Wide Web? I love it. And I'm going to use it. So she's the art artist of the week. She, um, yeah, my aunt, Melissa. 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 Yes. Out there in North Carolina. Out there in North Carolina making jokes. What in the World Wide Web? Yeah. Uh, just in a, the platform of DMs to me. We love. We love. We love. Well, on that note, I think we uh, should sign off. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Did you listen? Did you listen? Are, is anyone listening? It doesn't matter. We... Hey, we're here. Hey, I listen to you. I listen to you. Bye, kids. Bye.